What, what I crave most in cooking, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the people that I've surrounded myself with and to watch them grow. Ever wonder what it's like to break into the restaurant scene in a new market? Or maybe you're curious about what it takes to become a top-tier chef. You might just be curious what Madre is up to with their future plans for the Treasure Valley. Either way, take a listen and hear from my favorite chef in town who puts mind-blowing flavors in my mouth with every single new menu item we try there. Take a listen and enjoy. Uh, well, John, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Appreciate your time and always a pleasure to spend time with you. Usually I'm doing that in your restaurant where you're blowing my mouth up with the <laughs> food combinations that you're putting together. So we'll spend time differently this go around, but I'm looking forward to it. I know you in a couple different ways. I know you as uh, a newer restaurant owner to the Boise Marketplace. I know you as a family man and somebody who snagged a really wonderful woman to spend the rest of your life with. I still don't know how you did that. Right. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> don't bring it up. <laughs> I know you as a chef. I know you as uh, a previous employer to two of my children. That's correct. <laughs> pretty, pretty short stints. That, that, that's right. <laughs> and um, I know you as somebody who I don't ever want to leave my life so that you can keep feeding me forever and ever. Awesome. Yeah, those are all awesome. ways that I know you. How do your friends know you? What would they say about you if I was talking to your close friends? Oh. How would they explain you? It, well, I guess my closest friends would, would tell you that I'm the life of the party. Yeah. The instigator, the one that doesn't back down from a challenge. They don't know me as the chef. So I wasn't in the industry when my dearest and closest friends knew me. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one that would chase the bigger waves than anybody else. No fear. Kind of a adrenaline junkie. So how did you end up in Boise and how long have you been here? We've been in Boise about four years. Um, Julie has family that lives in Boise, so we had visited couple times uh, we are I guess um, super outdoorsy people um, love to hike and, and rock climb and and bag peaks and so on and so forth um, and we just got burnt out of out of California we just got tired of the politics we worked for hotels um, big hotels uh, multi-billion dollar hotels and big business politics just got really mundane and boring and tiresome so we said instead of opening restaurants for everybody else and really not receiving any of the credit let's just go do it for ourselves we don't need to do it in that scale mm -hmm. um but let's do it and and see if we can be successful at it and did you look at a lot of different spots or was boise like top of the pile no boise was was the top of the pile yeah we didn't even look past boise so it was like oh what do you think we knew the food scene was was on the up and up, so we knew it was an untapped market for somebody of our caliber to come in and, and, and create a restaurant. So, yeah, we saw a building online driving down to Mexico and made a phone call and was introduced to Jay's story, and the rest is history. Mm. 
So for the listening audience, how long have you owned your business? What is it? And tell us a little bit about it. So we own Madre Boutique Taqueria, which is a non-traditional taco house. Um, our philosophy and mindset is we think anything goes great in between a tortilla. Agreed. Um, and we've <laughs> kind of shown Boise that. Um, we've owned it for four years minus, of course, COVID. So really two years op operationally, um, full service. And then 18 months was really a lot of takeout and curbside pickup stuff. So tell us about the, the process of you creating kind of the concept and the brand. Like where did that come from? The concept and the brand was super easy. Wanted it to feel like home. Um, eating around the table was something that was super important to me and Julie. And we both grew up that way. And that's where most of our conversations were, were had with family and some of our fondest memories. So we wanted to feel not pretentious or stuffy. It's the, the food portion of it is kind of the way that we eat at home. It's just fresh and clean and simple, but yet refined, if that makes sense. And when I say simple and refined, I don't have a freezer. So everything's made fresh every day. We use Mary's chicken. We use great beef. We use product or King salmon. So we're not giving you anything but things that we would put in our system. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the, the concept, I get the question all the time. You were a classically trained French chef and you worked at this place and this place and you have these diamonds and these stars. And it's just the way that I eat. I don't eat foie gras every day or <laughs> beef wellington or you know i'm i'm a really simple person yeah. i lived on american cheese and tortillas most of my life right so that's yeah. that's well, how you're it, you're not serving american cheese now okay. no we're not serving <laughs> no i don't eat american cheese anymore so what's your most popular taco god we get that question a lot i would i i honestly say probably the most popular taco we took off which was the short ribbon kimchi taco okay Potato chorizo is very popular. If you're vegetarian, the pineapple el pastor is very popular. If you want a salad, I think it's just to create a menu that is something for everybody was, it wasn't, we didn't think we would do that. But when we run the numbers every month, it's literally, you know, 150 to 100 points either way from every taco so it yeah. it's not one that goes like this and up and down it's just just flat across where which is unheard of in 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 a restaurant so yeah. we were completely shocked by that and that wasn't our intention so what's your favorite thing to cook right now in the restaurant gosh um i think probably the the birria which is just a process and every time we make it it gets better and better not to where somebody, our guests would notice, but a chef would notice whether the the broth is more intense or there's less um, cinnamon or the vinegar ratio to the salt ratio was perfectly added at the right time kind of deal. We didn't over-reduce. It was reduced perfectly. The meat was submerged completely and none of it rose above the broth kind of deal, so... I think just perfecting that is has been fun to watch, mm -hmm. and also our madre temper has been fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the different fermentations that we've we've played with, and how three day 
more fermentation on a hot sauce will really ignite it a little bit more than a 15-day fermentation. So if we wanted to, we could burn somebody, but we're, <laughs> we're trying to not do that. So, so do you crave what's more challenging, would you say, in, in cooking or what? What, what I crave most in cooking, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the people that I've surrounded myself with and to watch them grow. I've spent the last 90 days in the front of the house, not on per- on purpose so that the guys in the back could see that I trust what they're capable of doing. So our goal has always been for people and our guests not to know if I'm there or not there. Yeah. So that's kind of the process we're at right now. It's close. I think it's maybe six months away from really having it dialed in and maybe another body or two in the kitchen for support. So I'm sure it's somewhat hard to release that control. No, I'm ready to, I'm ready to release it. I'm ready to go and do and build other things and, and yeah, really make a name for, for ourselves in, in Boise as far as a restaurant tour. Maybe, maybe in the first couple of years that was hard, but you're ready now. Yeah. The first couple, well, yeah, I, you know, you come into Boise from California and you think, okay, it's going to be just like California. Town pool is going to be just like California. People are going to be foodies just like in California. And not to say that they're not, they're just, California is a different level than Boise. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, just like New York is a different level than California. So yeah, we're ready, ready to, to let them run, run, run the show. For sure. So with the background that you mentioned working in hotels and starting restaurants for, with other people, is this the first business that you have started then? Yes. Yes. That I will. Yes. <laughs> first business. Yes. First you, and only you, business. No, I, <laughs> I took that as you were entrepreneurial in other ways. Yes. I've been, I've been entrepreneurial my whole life. Just some of it we don't talk about. <laughs> so I, I picked up what you were putting down. <laughs> yes. Interesting. It was a very short stint. Yeah, very no, short I'm sure stint. you learned something from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about those other ventures. Once the folks at Madre are fully competent and capable to run that place without you. Can you share any of that with us? Yeah, we will we will have a couple more restaurants. When we jumped into this, we thought that there would be just one madre, but we're now comfortable putting madres more madres in the valley in other Mas locations. Madre. Yeah, Moss Madres. And then some some other concepts. Yeah, we have we ha- we have um, many ideas. Some of them probably a little too far-fetched at this point, but some of them we think would be really, really well-received here in the Valley. If you could force it into existence tomorrow, which one would it be? If I could force a concept into existence, it would be a salad concept. Okay. And what does that look like? That looks like um, kind of build your own salad with all these beautiful farm to table ingredients, plus add proteins, plus finish with a great beer. Um, just super clean, super refined, super healthy, made fresh, not out of packaged bags. So 
you know, you get heads of lettuce and you cut them and you rinse them and you put it out there for people and different kinds of greens, whether it's arugula or frisee or bull's blood or, you know, just, just different things that people could put on a plate and add fresh beets and carrots and tomatoes and whatever they want with it and different cheeses and then chicken, meat, fish. Salad ending with a beer. Sounds like your kind of place, Jed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> got to make sure beer's involved, right? Yeah. I, I mean, from California, we had a place called Tender Greens and it was huge. Um, and there's nothing like that in Boise. And I think would be, I think there's, there's a want for it here. So. Yeah. Salad is kind of an afterthought for a lot of people, but I like it up front. I mean, we did it with fries for places here and burgers on the side. That's so true. Yeah. Bring the salad I mean, up front. I love it. Yeah. I think dream would be a, a rotisserie with different meats and it, you know, you pull all of that off and bone it out and shred it and put it on someone's salad. I think it'd be great. So you're a four year old business owner. How's that gone? It's great. It's great. Yeah. We're having a blast. There's been some challenges, of course, but... Um, yeah, opening a restaurant in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that know, was... That sounds fun. Good planning, but who knew? <laughs> well, you said f- four years, but not really because of COVID. I almost feel like that's like double, like it should be eight years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it felt like... It feels like eight years. Yeah. No, I think, um, you know, we're in a gentrification area, so we knew that... that we're, we're not sitting on 8th Street and we're not in the heart of downtown and and we are by BSU and Ann Morris Park and lots of people don't know we're there still. So we knew it would take a little bit of time and we, we, we had planned for that. So I think it's right on track. I think that neighborhood looks different in a couple of years. I think that restaurant will be different in a couple of years. I think we have probably one of the better patios in, in Boise. We just got to get people on it. So what drew you to that location? We like the we like the gentrification part of it. We want to be part of a neighborhood that is that is or needed cleanup. Um, and I say that very softly, I guess. So we knew that North End was already established and if we came in there it was like, ah, you know, cool, but right. It's already, you know, it's already established. So yeah, I think we wanted to be part of something new and fresh. Um, something that had been taken that wasn't really neat neighborhood and and build it up to something very cool. And I think it's well on its way. So you mentioned previously saw the building online. So what'd you do? Like you did everything with it. What what was it before? It was a tile warehouse okay. with no septic and no electric. So yeah, we did, we did, we took a, essentially concrete and turned it into something we think is really pretty and cool. And what was the timeline on that work? Well, timeline, well, (laughs) it's funny. Um, We wanted it done in six months and they laughed at us and then they said a year and I think it took 13 months to get it done. Yeah, we, we were on the beginning end of the boom, so... Getting right. contractors and, and concrete people and subs and tile people was was a chore. 
and we were outsiders, so we didn't know any contractors. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, you know, we had a, we put four or five of them in a room and asked them questions and kind of got bids and dissected it and kind of went with who we thought was, had our best vision and had our kind of our morals and values in line with theirs. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful space. Thank you. Yeah. And I was going to say like, oftentimes you'll, you'll find really great food with space that doesn't match it or really great space with food that doesn't match it. And like, as we're kind of talking this out, I'm like, I mean, you literally by design, I mean, all of it is amazing space and the food and being there and which is why it made sense for us to rent your space out for our Christmas party, which you crushed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We had an amazing time there and there was like 26 of us or so somewhere right around there and all little tables right next to each other did a family style spread. And what was your favorite part of it? Well, I knew you were going to have great beer. <laughs> no, the, beer, the food, the of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a vegetarian. I got special needs care. So, yeah, you know. Special needs care. Right. On the fly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I dropped the ball. I have completely forgot. <laughs> I, I took a spoon of the guacamole as an app. So I was, I would have been held over. Yeah. No, watching is gorgeous. The food's beautiful. Tastes amazing. Tell me what we had there. You had um, fried chicken. You had chimichurri salmon on cedar planks, and you had braised the, short ribs. And the shrimp appetizer. Oh, yeah, shrimp cocktail, yeah. Uh, Baja style, so not traditional shrimp cocktail. Um, chips, yeah, kind of the full spread. Yeah, and a Things little... that were things that you, you've had before and then some things that you've never had before. Yeah, so. and then you ended the evening with some taco chasers. Yeah, got, yeah, I wanted to make sure we <laughs> oh, got, yeah. we wanted to make sure we got, you know, we got a little... <laughs> Madre in there for you guys, yeah. so people didn't think we did fried chicken and short ribs. Yeah, it was seriously like one of the highlights for the year. Everybody together had an amazing time. And awesome. Everybody loved the food. Appreciate you doing that. That was a lot of fun for us. We appreciate yeah. it. And it gives us a glimpse at maybe what else you're planning. I don't know. It's yeah, I think I think I've become friends with TJ, and 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 I think he put it best. We want to keep coming here, but we don't want to keep eating the same food. I was like, well, <laughs> challenge accepted. So, <laughs> I, you know. We could keep eating the tacos, <laughs> but we know that you're so much more capable to do things outside of that, and we want to experience that. Yeah, capable, I, I, I guess that would that will be um, that's subjective to, to people who eat it. Yeah, I got to make a mistake, and, and we'll see where it how that turns out and where it goes from and how many people this year come in for a steak. So I have a feeling I might turn the bar counter into a chef's table. Well, we, we've not made the announcement. So you're doing that via podcast right Perfect. now, which means you're in trouble. That's all right. <laughs> well, every time I hear pokey. Yeah. Also a favorite this last year. So tell me um, in the journey of you being a business owner, if you had to give a name to a chapter title, what chapter are you in and what's the chapter title called? Oh, gosh. I think uh, we're probably right in the middle of the book. And um, the title is probably No Looking Back. I like that. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward and we 
We are restaurant people for sure. It's in our blood. Um, both me and Julie's, uh, sometimes we'll tell you differently or, or, you know, depending on the day, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a big year for us. Um, so we're, we're excited and nervous. What would you say your biggest win has been so far? My, our biggest win? Yeah. Um, I, I would say probably being accepted in Boise for what we do in our restaurant. You know, that was uh, that was a concern of ours. Um, we didn't want to come out guns a-blazing and be laughed at for no way. You're not going to not do that here. Mm-hmm. I think we learned early on who we were dealing with, and we adjusted and, and kind of did the right thing. Yeah. Do you feel like Boise is a harder market to break into just because? I think it's a new market to break into. I think that food is on the up and up. I think styles are on the up and up in Boise. I think, you know, you're seeing ramen houses and you're seeing Russian houses pop up. Um, You're seeing more sushi houses pop up with different variations of sushi. I think you're you're also seeing big boxes come into to the valley, um, so yeah, I think it's growing. I think you're seeing chefs from other regions come in and want to open restaurants here. Yeah, I think it's on its way to 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 being a lot different than it was five years ago, for sure. Definitely. And so, what about biggest mistake? Gosh, it, it, I think the biggest mistake is probably opening. A taco house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of. You wish you would have started with a different concept? I wish I would have started with a concept that would have given me a little bit of clout in Boise from other chefs. As we in, don't... it's tacos, it's informal. Like, yeah, there's so what? a $1 taco yeah. place. And... Yeah. Yeah. So you're just the taco guy now? Yeah. Is there an element of that? I think, I think the perception is that. I think if people eat at Madre, it's much different. I think if they come to a wine dinner, it's even more different. I think if they talk to us or or, or instigate a relationship or, or any kind of conversation, it's different. But yeah, I'm often I often wonder if I would have opened a, a French bistro. What what people would say. So yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is I wouldn't say, where people are like, oh, I want tacos. I would think like it's so much more. Madre is so much more. Coming from somebody though that's experienced it, I think I lived in Santa Barbara and good, real tacos. Well, sure. what, what I mean though is you've had food at Madre, so you know. Whereas those who have not yet been there are probably putting you in a box that doesn't fully give them an opportunity to understand what you do. Right, right, and I, and to a point, it's okay. That's okay for me, mm-hmm. but then. It's also can, it also can be infuriating when you yeah. when you hear the chit chat. So right, I mean it's no different than people sure. going, "Oh, you're a realtor." We're like, <laughs> "Oh, we're a realtor," mm. but we're so much more than that. Right. But they don't actually understand that. Right. You know, I still love tacos. <laughs> your tacos. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I, we're we're super stoked on 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 what we're doing, but for me, I want more. 
you know, we want to be the top dog. And how do we be the top dog? You can't be the top dog in Boise with a taco house. So we need more. Well, this next and chapter is going to be interesting. Yeah. And that's just my personality. Right. Well, we're along for the ride. Yeah. My wife would be like, oh, <laughs> here we go again. So do you think you want to do the full build out of a place? Do you think those elements, like the space and all of that are just as important? Yeah. Yeah. We want, we want it to be our building, our way, and our style. Well, I can't wait to see the next chapter like i said which what's the what's that going to be called in the book we're talking about you know i i don't know names um but branding wise we'll keep it we we want it to play off of madre somehow some way so we know that if we if we do our hamburger concept it's going to be hamburguesa madre if we do you know the only one that we don't know is is a gastropub or a refined dining spot, um, what that will be. Best piece of advice you could give anybody who is interested in your world? Oh, gosh. And, and I'll say it this way. <clears throat> who lives here in Boise? It, being a chef is no different than being a realtor, a doctor. You get out of it what you put into it. If you want to be the best, then you work harder, longer than anybody else. You're the first one in, the last one out. Yeah, you know, I got to where I am because I outworked people, not because I was a better cook. Um, yeah, I just, I was interested. I was curious. Um, I was given the opportunity to have carte blanche in a kitchen and, and play with whatever I wanted to play, and I did that. So, um, yeah, if you want to be a, it's an easy business to be successful in if you want to work hard. Mm -hmm. And you said your friends don't really know you as a chef, which is very interesting. But the way you speak of this business and the next one, it sounds like it's it's in the food industry and you're the chef and it's restaurateur. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, I, 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 I want restaurants. But I also want to see a gentleman that, that I have working in Madre um, become chefs, run brands, um, do what I do what I did. You know, I I know that I can cook. I know I can make things taste great. But I also want to travel the world and do other things and and not be tied to a restaurant. So it's all part of the process. Mm -hmm. The better your people are, the more freedom you have. So it's getting those people to the point where you want them to where you're comfortable and saying, you got this. Yep. Yeah. So with interest in travel, like food, do you have crazy trips that you've gone on that have inspired your, you know, we've done, we've done a lot of trips. I've seen most of Mexico, but yeah, I'm super interested in Asia. Yeah. I would love to see, see Thailand, um, Europe. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see all of it again with different different eyes because when I saw it the first time or what I've seen was just very focused on certain things and none of it really had to do with food. So, we ate great food, but it was never like, "Oh my god. 
I'm in Mexico and I'm eating this and I never, you know, I'm eating Huila Coche. But it's like I went to my wife's grandma's house in Concord every Christmas with Eichlers in our backyard and never even checked any of them out because I didn't understand mid-century architecture. And literally it's surrounding her in Walnut Creek and in Concord area. So I get the, now I have a different pair of glasses on. I would like to go back to Concord and Walnut Creek. Again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially when you understand like the roots to it and like yeah. that they're food that's harvested in certain regions and that's why they make this and that it may have spread elsewhere, but it's cool to go there and be like, yeah. They just made this because this is what they had. Right. And you weren't thinking about any of that the first time you went through some of those places. No. Yeah. Back to beer. It's like drinking Guinness in Ireland or even a Heineken in Holland is like another story. Right. We have lots left to do, but are you happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't change change anything. Yeah. Like I said, we're having the time. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. She's having the time of her life. Yeah. It's been it's been an adventure and it will continue and yeah, we're super excited and super stoked. Yeah, we're having a blast. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there every day. I have I'm you know, I'm not there because I have to be there, I'm there because I wanna be there. And it's much different since it's now your own. Yeah. Versus somebody else's. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm the only one to blame. Well, it's <laughs> hanging only, out with family. Yeah, or the only one to give credit to. Well, no, there's <laughs> the, <laughs> There's I mean, a, granted, you've got competent people there that are yeah. definitely, you know, creating these meals for us and in, in your, you know, when you're not there. But yeah, they, they, they wouldn't they be get, there unless you put them there. Right. But they're they're They get the credit. They're the ones that, that are grinding in the kitchen. They're the ones that are fabbing it out. They're the ones that are cooking it 99% of the time. So, But it doesn't seem like your approach would cause them like, oh, guess who's here? Everyone, get it together. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure some, some chefs lead with a, whew. Yeah, you know, I, it, I worked in kitchens like that where I dodged pans being thrown my way and, and you know, this close and, 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 you know, close to some downright nasty fights. Um, and and I, that makes you want to work. More, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> right? It was, but that's how it was, you know? And when I went to culinary school and when I was in, in great kitchens, that's, there was, you know, it was we chef and, and that was it. And you were pressed and cleaned and, but times have changed. You know, you, gosh, when I was in a kitchen, you never saw a beard in a kitchen. You never saw tattoos in a kitchen. You know, it was always clean cut, shaven. Um, and now it's, it's very different. So and I didn't like learning that way, so I I chose very early on that I, there would be no pans thrown, and we would take it a different approach. And it took a long time to realize that. So, um, yeah. So much easier but, to throw a tortilla at someone. But there, but there's there's standards, and they understand the standards, and and they adhere to the standards. And there's twelve rules in the kitchen, and they they follow them. I don't have to say them; they're posted up on the on the on the board. Yeah. Can can we can we sidetrack on that for a minute? Sure. Can we hear the rules? I, I don't know verbatim anymore, but one you know, it's kind of like you break it, own up to it. Yeah. Um you dirty it, you clean it. Really simple rules yeah. for a kitchen. Um 
It's and it's all about taking responsibility. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, the kids that have stepped into my kitchen and have stayed there for four years are much different individuals than yeah. when they first stepped in there, mm-hmm. and they become better. Um, they become more confident um, in all aspects of their life. So, yeah, that's that's the reward for us is to see that. Do you collaborate with other restaurant owners in town? I do not. Yeah, you do. I don't. Well, there's one that I know of. I collaborate in yeah with very few. Yeah, with very few. Right. Um. And collaborate is yes. We we will do um dinners together where they do a couple courses. I do a couple courses. Yeah. But as far as collaborate on on dishes or, or tell people what I'm doing or working on, is your industry so pretty siloed? Like, do do a lot of those people not really prefer to talk with each other? Yeah, I think in this day and age, you don't really have to talk. All you have to do is pull up menus on websites, and yeah. and you know you're off to the races. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, if people want to pilfer. Potato chorizo taco, they're going to pill for a potato. <laughs> Does Boise seem competitive for restaurants? From at from a restaurant owner's perspective and a chef's perspective, do you feel, you know, because some industries is like, I help you, you help me, it all balances out. Does it feel like TJ said, siloed out in a way that there could be more community, like the community could be improved on? I think the chef community could be could be tighter. You know, there's there's certain indiv- there's certain people that we rub elbows with that we enjoy rubbing elbows with. There's other that we just won't rub elbows with because different values, different values, yep. yeah, different mindsets. So I think there's a lot, and it's always gonna, it's always going to be that that way. You know, I think the community, chef community in Boise cares about food which I think we're all in cahoots with and the growth of it. So I, I think, yeah, without collaborating and, and we all are on the same page that way. But as far as I want to be your buddy, let's hang out kind of deal. Yeah. There's no, I don't think there's too many chefs that are hanging out with each other. I think they're all doing their thing and trying to figure it out and get it to work. Mm-hmm. And that might change. Yeah. I got to imagine that somebody's going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's encouraged or inspired by what you're talking about. They're going to want to connect with you. Do you welcome that? Absolutely. And what's the best way for them to be able to do that? Just walk into the restaurant and ask for John. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to chat with anybody who's interested in the industry or interested in food or just wants to know how to make something for their girlfriend. Come on in. We'll <laughs> help you out as much as we can. Awesome. This has been good. Yeah. Did I miss anything, Jed? Any outstanding questions that we got to make sure we cover before we let them go? Just the food over a podcast. Yeah, That's no, the that bummer. doesn't happen. You have to get in there to there's, do it. There's no scratch Which is and good. sniff. Look yeah. forward to it. Head over to Madre. It's right on the point next to Ann Morrison Park and right next to the BSU student housing. I'm not lying to you when I say I'm yearly making investments into Madre. So that my belly will be satisfied. <laughs> Yearly? It's at least bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly probably. But every year, my accountant looks back at me and oh. goes, What's this? you've spent quite a bit of money at Madre. I said, I know, and it was really good. 
well worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, go check it out. And thanks again for your time. Appreciate Anytime. this. Thank you. It's been a blast. And thanks, Jed, for joining. As always. Sweet. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us today and listening in. We're really glad that you did. We're always open to having more guests on the podcast. And so long as they live here in Boise and are actively involved in building business here, no matter where that business might be located, we're actually very interested in learning more from them and potentially sharing their story through this podcast. Feel free to send us a recommendation for a future guest or simply connect with us on Instagram at Boise Business Builders. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we would greatly appreciate a review. Thanks again.